Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Hope you're doing well. Come see me tonight and tomorrow night at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Midtown Atlanta. Let's bend an elbow. Let's talk a little bit of shit. Let's have a good time. Hope your week has gone well and you're preparing for a big weekend. I hope you do something that satis as Jewel and Steve Poltz would say. Oh, they didn't say satisfies your soul. They said save your soul. Who will save your You know what? That sounded like a cat left out in the rain, but it also was on pitch, I think. So, as a friend of mine would say, <laughs> it's a pitch that might not appear in Western music, <laughs> but I think it was on pitch, just that little caterwaul. Anyway, I hope you have a big weekend ahead. I am very excited because my wife, let me rephrase that, my wife's going to be out of town this weekend, which means it's just the little lady and I all to ourselves. So we're going to get up to some good, good stuff, including probably going down to the neighbors because they heat that pool like the champions they are. And I don't know, I'm really excited to have a nice weekend with the girl. Uh, We'll get up to some stuff and see what it's all about. Maybe do a little daddy-daughter city day, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. Very, very intrigued about what the weekend's going to hold for us. What it's going to hold for me is getting up at 7 o'clock both Saturday and Sunday morning, which is, you know, about an hour to two hours earlier than I would prefer, but I will be thrilled to do it. Speaking of the neighbors... I told you we have the cool neighbors at the corner. I don't want to be too self-referential in the podcast. Actually, I don't give a shit. Go listen to all the old episodes, and you can hear the evolution of the podcast. Particularly, uh, just put it on and fall asleep. (laughs) And it'll just roll from episode to episode, which will enhance my listener numbers even, even more substantially. And by the way, again, if you do like the podcast, and the greatest thing you can do in addition to sending me money or nudes, is tell somebody that you think might like it or leave a thoughtful review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it's self-referential or not, but I, I went and verified there was an episode of this podcast called High Horse, where I think it was in that episode where I describe the unfortunate occasion that gave birth to the fact that I know how to juggle. That's not something I'm proud of. And it's it's something I've joked about my wife would leave me for. I'm not really joking about it. Like, I don't know if you're in a relationship where there's just some sensitive territory that you just stay away from. They You'd call it like the third rail. You don't want to go near it. That's kind of how juggling is for my wife. So I don't even joke about like, oh, hey, I can juggle. And how it would be a test, right, of her love. Would you like to have sex? Okay, but I would like to remind you that I do know how to juggle. That would be a, probably for her, a deal breaker. But I was down at the neighbor's yesterday. Uh, After the girl went down, I like to occasionally just walk around the block and catch my breath. And clear my mind for what the evening's going to hold. And last night I walked down to the neighbor's house because I could hear them turning up a little bit outside, the kids playing. 
And I went into the backyard, and sure enough, it's so great. They're so nice and so welcoming. And uh, if they're listening to the podcast, they're really the best neighbors I've ever had. <laughs> I do like them very much. I'm just, I'm, I don't know who listens to the podcast. And like I said the other day, I was surprised to learn that a showrunner in Florida listened to it right after I talked immense shit about her host. So, I don't know if they listen to it or not, but uh, they're great. And I went down there yesterday, and there were one, two, three kids in the pool, and then Mom was sitting uh, on the side of the pool reading at 7.15 p.m. And so, I get to be the uncle, cool neighbor, you know, the, the guy who doesn't have to enforce any rules. So I'm just like, hey, here's how you... <laughs> Here's how you tune a guitar and smoke a cigarette. I get to be that guy with the boys and the girl. But, uh, you know, it's it's that, uh, it's the, any role outside of the parent role is very, very popular with children because you're not holding them accountable to anything. That's why they love grandparents. So the two boys were in the pool and they have like a, one of those little basketball things connected, you know, like. It was set up aside, on the side of the pool, and you shoot baskets in it. So there's all sorts of balls around, plastic wiffle balls. And without even really thinking about it, I picked up a few of the balls. And being a natural entertainer, <laughs> I started juggling them. <laughs> and the boys were depressingly impressed by the fact that I could juggle. And more specifically, they were blown away by the fact that I could juggle a small, like, size three basketball and then, like, a child's basketball while also juggling, like, two things the size of tennis balls or baseballs. Whoa, hey, can you teach me? And this is this is where, where I want to convey to you that I'm a good person because they asked me to teach them how to juggle. And... I said I could not in good conscience pass that. <laughs> and I use, I'm air quoting in my basement right now, that skill <laughs> along to the next generation. And really, these kids are two generations below me. I just was too old before I had a fucking child. But I feel like that's the right thing to do because juggling should be stopped. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have, I told you before, I have, if you want to hear that episode, it's called High Horse. I, I checked if I didn't say that two minutes ago. And there are a couple episodes back there where I talk about my juggling instructor. <laughs> I mean, my mom just didn't have any girlfriends who would say, oh, you're dating this guy and he's, he's teaching your son how to juggle. That seems totally natural. Is he by any chance a Boy Scout troop leader? Are they going to go into the den? You know what? His name's Den, too. <laughs> Dennis. Denny. Denny. Which is also the name of our fertility doctor. D-E-N-I-S. Yeah. Made a baby in a laboratory. Have I talked about that? Well, now is not the occasion because I'm in this juggling one. But if you want... Send me, if you ever have anything that you, that I just mentioned that warrants further exploration that I don't get back to, somehow communicate that to me and I will devote more time to it. Like, I'm glad people write in and say, you know what, dude, 
fuck you. Reese's peanut butter cups are number one, and they belong on the Mount Rushmore of chocolate candy. I appreciate that because I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the candy thing, or I forgot about the platform I have where it's like, do you like water? Can you shake your ass when Hey Ya comes on? And are you not a child molester? Come into my come into my tent, America. So anyway, if you want to hear some time about the whole, uh, what's it called, IVF, I'd be happy to talk about it. I just might not remember to do it if you don't prompt me. And also, dude wrote in about 100 grand bar is, and he degradingly just referred to it as the 25 cent bar or something like that. A pretty good stab at humor. Uh, here's why I, I'm willing to accept it. I'm not going to change the voting laws. But it's it's as much a fucking peanut butter bar as it peanut butter candy as it is anything. And I think maybe that's where my object that's where my resistance comes is you know what it is Reese's you're just a little lazy in relying so much on peanut butter. You could put because peanut butter I don't know I've, since I've been a parent peanut butter way back in my game now. You could put peanut butter on a piece of cardboard and be like, you know, this is pretty good. So the idea that, oops, you got your chocolate, my peanut butter, my peanut butter, and your chocolate, that whole, I just think it's a little lazy, Reese's. That's what Reese's is, lazy. Like, you can't just, that's like saying, what what's the best, you know, water? And then somebody's like, well, I have this w- water over here that I put some uh, Jack Daniels in. Okay, well, you're going to win. It's it's a crutch is what it is, relying on that peanut butter. That's 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 I think part of my resistance. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to hear about something that I just forget to talk about, feel free. But in this occasion, I feel like I'm saving these kids future you know what what are you doing? Are you being a bro? Are you being a, like you little you can't juggle? Well, no, but that's how my wife is. <laughs> so if these two boys happen to grow up and you know like women, you know, I don't want them to meet a woman like my wife is what it comes down to, who's going to make them feel ashamed to juggle and point at their little pecker and say, "You know what? He knows how to juggle too." And all the girls laugh. But they were so hyped, like, what if, I'm like, listen, you do not want to be doing this. You do not want to juggle. Do you want to, this should be your juggling experience writ large. This is not writ large, whatever that means. This is the end of it. A guy comes up, and, and imagine, I told the mom, I'm like, you know how irresponsible that would be? Like, if I taught them how to juggle, like, who who taught you that skill? In quotation marks. It would be like, Oh, some creepy neighbor who walked down in jeans. <laughs> and he's just, he, uh, you know, he was listening to Black Sabbath earlier in the day and just decided to start juggling and showed me how. I remember he took my arm. No, like, fuck that. That's creepy. You should never. Here's the thing. This is what it comes down to, I believe. It's okay if you juggle. What you should do, though, is never have anybody teach it to you. That's I think that's what it comes down to because that is that's transference of creepy. It's a voluntary it's sort of a genetic thing that and I'm not a eugenics person, 
but that should be eliminated from your 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 DNA from your 23 whatever 20 you're 23 and me it's if it happens passively in a natural selection way like you know I just sort of I learned how to juggle and now I can do this okay that's fine but if somebody teaches you how to juggle that's problematic that's just we don't we don't there's enough ill in the world without someone teaching you how to juggle and actually when the dad came out at the neighbor's house i said i just want to let you know i uh, what what a good neighbor i am what a good friend i am because i'm not going to teach these and uh, teach these kids how to juggle and then one of them's like well what if you know then i could go entertain at a party and of course they're roasting me like is this part of your comedy act do you just <laughs> I'm like yeah i start with bowling pins I know that I have a friend who juggles. I know that. Bob Place is my friend, and he juggles. Those can coexist. But he does a fucking variety show, and it's like going to a circus, and that's that's where juggling belongs. <laughs> In a marginalized population filled with people who could not make it in the real world, who I empathize tremendously with. I empathize with them. I, I am you. I can't. I, I'm limping along through the real world. I'm, I'm not denigrating you, but it just belongs on the outskirts of town, where other. It's like a Renaissance festival, <laughs> where where other people, like-minded people, are like, you know what? It's this is a safe place. Go juggle out there, in the in the fields. <laughs> Have a big turkey leg, which are delicious. So I told them. <clears throat> anyway, that I was not going to teach him, but they said, well, what if, what if, uh, you know, I learn how to juggle and then I get paid for it? So these kids are already on their hustle. Like they learn where money, that money means something. And I guess it means something to you as well for your identity. And I, but I was, I was, I, I said to them, listen, boys, I want to be very clear about something. If you're ever getting paid to juggle, you've made a wrong turn in your life somewhere <laughs> that's that's mal that's maladaptive do you know what this is if you're if you're juggling and you're getting paid to juggle it's a workaround something else did not go as planned <laughs> and yeah i'm saying it i it's it's right and and they're like why i'm like it's just and you know one of them said you only because i was telling him how creepy we i'm like dude one of the kids is not live there and i said if your dad came down the street if you went home and you knew how to juggle your dad would come down the street like wanting to beat my ass and he's like why i'm like because it's fucking creepy and he said yeah the only thing creepier is the guy who makes balloons <laughs> i know a man who makes balloons as well his name is jay ward and i like him very much <clears throat> but he makes balloon he makes balloon shit for kids parties and and he is a friend. He's not just a comedy, well, he's, he's a comedy friend, but he's a friend also. His name's Jay Ward, and he makes balloon animals for children. You are what you are. I mean, let's not pretend otherwise. You, you, that's what you do. So I thought it was commendable of me that I did not pass on the tradition 
<laughs> of juggling. And they got the idea, I think. But they still want to know. So this weekend, if I go down there with my daughter, there's going to be... You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to... I'm going to... I don't want my daughter to see that. She doesn't need to know that because... Oh my gosh. What if she asked me to teach her? I'll tell her the same thing. Listen, women can be creepy too. The difference is guys don't mind it. That's it. That's why <laughs> Florida is great. That's why Florida is great. Because the middle school teachers hit on their students. That happens everywhere. Boys don't mind it. Yes, it's child abuse, and yes, it probably fucks up their development, but it seems like a risk that we all would be willing to accept. I don't want to speak for all men, but it's better than speaking for all women. So anyway, what if my daughter asked me to teach her how to juggle? I don't know. I mean, a male juggler is sad, but a female juggler... That might be worse. <laughs> and it's a double standard, right? Because that just implicitly means that uh, the, I, I have a higher standard and expectation for women. Which, well, yeah, because they're better. I don't know if they're they're not better. Yeah, they're, they're better. I'm not saying, what am I saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I expect more. I expect more. I'm, here's the thing. Let me underline it. I expect more from women and I know that is not right. That's what I'm saying. That's why the bar for men is so fucking low. Men, how do you be successful in a relationship? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Show up. Don't make her cry. Okay, that's a great start, but what else? No, no, that's it. Show up and don't make her cry. If you do those two things, you are ahead of 85% of men. I didn't make the rules. I don't think the rules are fair. I benefit tremendously from the rules. And the fucking rules try to keep me at least conscious of outperforming that bare bones thing. That bare bones expectation. But I benefit tremendously from it because I can just mail in this fucking performance of being a, a partner and husband. What do you do? I show up. I don't make her cry. And I haven't cheated on her yet. Yet. If you're, if you're out there, that's, it should be more, but that's what it is. And you know what? You know how I know this is true? Because I've said it on stage before and women start clapping. And then I'm like, all right, let's go back to my room and just talk it out. <laughs> I don't care what kind of wine you drink. It doesn't have to be something goofy. You can have a nice, rich, what do you want, a Rioja? <laughs> a nice, big hearty red I don't know it, the, the standard is, is ridiculously different I get it uh, but a female juggler why is that worse well so a male mime is worse than a female mime I don't think so and I know I'm just shitting on artists out there Mimes are, well, <laughs> I don't know much about mime work, so 
I, I really should not be talking. I, you know what I can do as an insider? I can talk about juggling and, and the dissonance that it causes me. But as far as mimes are concerned, you're going to have to, you're going to have to hear that from someone else. Which naturally leads me to wonder, are there mimes who listen to this program? And if there are, please write in and let me know what it's like, because I do not know anything about the mime arts. It's an art. I know it's, a, I know it's an art. It's, uh, it's self-expression. It's translating the world for people around you. I don't know fucking anything about being a mime, dude. So why don't you write... I, now I'm curious. <laughs> the omerta, the code of silence that mimes have, would that be violated if you wrote into the program to tell me what it's like to be a mime? Or would you just have to mime it? <laughs> I'm sorry, mimes. I don't know. I just am... <clears throat> I'm, I'm vexed about my daughter thinking that, you know, she's this, this really goes to, like, the journals, you know? Do I keep the journals? The, the person who wrote in as fucking incorrect as he was about talking about the hundred thousand dollar bar the hundred grand bar he was so right and if you don't know what i'm talking about this was uh, a podcast or two ago where i asked should i keep all these journals that i have so my daughter can see my my most honest moments and he, he made the good point <clears throat> or actually <coughs> his therapist I'm sorry I, i'm still trying to kick this hay fever it's almost may uh, his therapist made the good point that you are not your thoughts and we all have all these you know, chaotic thoughts in our heads so I shouldn't share them with my daughter but now I'm, I'm cognizant of the fact and, and I, I, there's something to that there's something to you know what, let's burn some books I heard To Kill a Mockingbird To Kill a Mockingbird got cancelled and also Lord of the Flies you're not going to drag me into your fucking culture wars, dude. I, I, or and if you listen to the podcast, you're like, no, they have already. But my daughter is going to know that I juggle. And what does that mean to her? <laughs> Tell me about your dad. Well, he died when I was... Hopefully, more than 15, 20, 30. It's going to be close. Hopefully. Uh, you know, he was a, he was a, he loved, you know what he was? He was always around. <laughs> As I've said before, that's it. Just, you know, tell me about your dad. How was he a great guy? He was always around. But that was also part of a pandemic. I don't know. She'll know that I juggle, and you know what? She'll know that her mom is not attracted to men who can throw balls in the air. That's not a good punchline. To men who, anyway, this will be her. This will be her journey. <clears throat> Dad knows how to juggle. Dad also can do some other things. But dad knows how to juggle. Speaking of living long, I went to the doctor. Speaking of going to the doctor, 
I went to have a physical because probably talking about on the podcast, you know, what sort of legacy am I going to leave for my daughter? I was like, you know, when is that legacy going to be up or when is it going to start? I guess your legacy starts when you die. It's like, maybe I should go have a physical. And I did. And maybe did I mention this, how I racistly selected the Indian doctor? I probably mentioned this. I broke up. <clears throat> Sorry, this is, I got to pause it. All right. I had a doctor that I went to for a physical two or three years ago, pre-pandemic. And he walked in and he, the first time I met the guy, and you know, like you meet any doctor, if you have insurance, you choose the place you're going to go. And then you choose a, doctor and they're like all right this is your doctor when i went in to see him i was of course sitting there for fucking 45 minutes he walks in the door makes the slightest of eye contact and sticks out his left hand to fist bump me and i was so put off by that i was like dude we're middle-aged men here let's stop pretending that we're cool I'm not pretending that I'm cool. I know I'm not. Also, I know that nobody who has ever thought they are cool, well, that's not true at all. Prince thought he was a shit, and he was. Rest in peace. Oh, gosh. White people, we got so lucky with that fucking verdict. So lucky. What am I recording? I'm recording this two days after the verdict. I talk about, I know that I was just jumping from fist bumping this idiot doctor, but I, and I, to finish that, I broke up with him. And then, <clears throat> because my insurance works for his medical group, I selected, uh, you know, I had a choice of white guy, white guy, white guy, uh, seemingly Indian female. And I took her because. You know, she actually applied herself in school. And she was great. And right up my alley. She went right up, she went up my alley, quite frankly. And I almost thought about saying to her, when you do that, are you grossed out by how every fucking comic has to talk about it? <laughs> Right, she's like, this is my job. I stick my finger in your hole to see if you have any uh, enlarged prostate or whatever. And that's it. This is my job. It's like I'm changing her oil. You're doing more than that, sugar. You're not. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what would it be to, it's like getting a cup of coffee to anybody else at, at the office. Hers is going into your whole and yet every comic whoever has that has had that happen to them has to talk about it on stage i don't think i ever have or i probably i'm not holding myself out as better or different well if you say that you fucking nitwit you probably are but i i probably did once because my doctor five ten years ago i have very little loyalty to <laughs> authority figure so I'll change 
doctors all the time. Are they authority? Yeah, and, and look at me, dead punk rocker, really holding the powerful accountable. Who? The people who are trying to save your life and also fucking jugglers and mimes. Well, this is what you get, writer of the letter. You didn't want me to talk about politics? <laughs> fucking I'm going after big mime. Too much of that white makeup is causing a hole in the ozone layer, which fortunately is freezing out fucking Texas. Um, anyway. The, I think the thing I might have said on stage, something the, the, the doctor I had five, ten years ago, uh, was a lesbian, is a lesbian, and it felt like a mutual hate crime. Like, I was like, here you go, you have to go in there now. And she's like, well, I'm going to go in there, but I'm, but it's not going to, but I'm going to do it with like, with like the, the struggle, the like suffragettes on my side, you know, like, uh, like Seneca Falls kind of, you know, she was like, Fuck you. That that sort of vibe to it. It was a mutual hate crime. And I was like, hey, I'm a gross man. Who's straight? The George Floyd verdict came in on Tuesday. Pretty sure it was Tuesday. And I I cried. It was like I said, like I've said previously, when do I cry? I I was emotionally choked up when when I got the first vaccine vaccine shot. I cry every. T- I, I I'm emotionally choked up every time those guys lift the Stanley Cup above their head. And I was tearful, like I actually expressed tears when my daughter was born. And I think, honestly, I sobbed during during the George when the when the judge was reading out the verdict. I was so anxious. Also, you know that there are people that had no fucking idea that the verdict was coming down. What a luxury that is to just oh, was that today? Like, yeah. Dude, it was fucking today. I was I was so apprehensive. This doesn't I'm just fucking talking, so fuck you. I it had nothing to do with me. I was just I was so apprehensive. Because, you know <laughs> there's not a lot of precedent for for the right side of history, I don't think, being being articulated in those cases right that's I, I know it's all in the eye of the beholder and if you love cops and law enforcement and authority and control and all that shit then you know that's different but I, I my, my wife and daughter went to the park and she 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 didn't want to go because she wanted to see the verdict and, and you know she was like I'll watch it on my phone or I'll 
I'm like, I'll text you, whatever. And I was trying to do a little bit of uh, writing, but was just sitting in the house, staring at the laptop and the live feed that everybody saw. And the judge came in and, and he sat down. And then he called in the jury and he, you know, everyone stand for the jury, rise for the jury, whatever he said. And I was, I was so, the word I keep saying over and over, I was so anxious, I was so apprehensive. I think, is that the right word? Because I, I didn't expect it to go the way it did. Or, I expected it to, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I didn't expect it to go the way it did. And I think it, when it did, I realized how much it meant to me. Which is, again, not me having anything to do with any, any of it. Just my fucking experience, it meant so much that... Like, I feel like it was the right, if history got it right, and if we can't get that one, like, what what are we, like, what are we fucking talking about here? Like, can we, but it, but anyway, it, it broke the way it did, and I swear the judge was like, he looked inside, if you look at him very closely, he looked in the, like, envelope that had the the verdict and you could tell he was like thank Christ (laughs) we don't have to we don't it's probably like thank thank Christ that that the right thing was done and even after he said second degree and all the other the three main charges guilty 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 and he asked the jurors to confirm their 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 votes, their statements. I still expected there some to be some shenanigans, and I I did not watch the trial. I did not. I did not. I was not closely. I have no idea what happened, <laughs> except for what I saw in my own fucking eyes. And by the way, if you live outside, and I would like to be very clear about this also, if you live outside the United States, and I know there are a lot of listeners who do, and you're curious about this fucking country, send me a note, send me an email at yesjoesmith at gmail.com. Um, you're going to go do, do a plug in the middle of the George, I'm not, George Floyd verdict commentary? No. But I, I, if you live outside the United States and you want to know what the fuck with the United States? Send me an email and I'll be happy to try to figure it out with you. If you want to know about like mass shootings, I don't I don't understand them, but I'm trying to figure them out. They happen a lot. A guy who had all his guns taken away the other day still bought a gun and shot a bunch of people in... Uh, I don't even that you know that's how insensitive I am or how hardened I am to it. I don't even know. I know it was between here and Chicago. I think it might have been Nashville, but it might have also been Louisville, 
Louisville. Louisville, as they say there. Or Memphis. I knew it was a, a FedEx place, so maybe it was Memphis. But if you live outside the United States and you're curious about this stuff, believe me, a lot of us here are as well. But when they were going around, the judge kept saying, okay, juror number one, do you blah, 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 blah. And like, yes, I do, or whatever, I agree. Juror number two, how do you, do you, stay, do you agree? Even then, I was, I was prepared for someone to be like, nah, man, they fucking made me say this shit. And I disagree, and here's a here's how it's not going to work out in the end. Apparently, the great Maxine Waters said something that uh, makes made everybody nervous. That's going to screw up the appeal. And so, what what happened is I I started crying. I sobbed. I can't tell you the last time I sobbed. I didn't sob for I didn't sob for five minutes or three minutes, but it I I I really sobbed for I guess just humanity and and what I perceived to be the right thing and for so many black people that are my friends, that are my my allies. Allies, I don't know like what that means, but for the right thing for black people, for the love I have for my friends who are black. And the significance of being black in the United States of America. And then probably also there was some selfish component in there. I, I think secondarily, but I'm sobbing, so you know it's hard to say exactly why you sob. It's it's all of it, right? I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. What like whatever the fuck it is. So, but I, I know that there was definitely something about my team didn't take another L, right? And I know that my team is not the jurors who are who did the right thing and are multiracial. But I just mean my my establishment team took an L or didn't take an L. We got the fucking thing right. And my daughter who's I'm raising a I'm gonna raise a white woman you're fucking welcome America I don't know like I I, I don't even though I've said before that the idea that oh we didn't have kids because I don't want to bring some in this world is chicken shit cop out which it totally is but also the world's a shithole, as it is. Not just not just the countries that the former president, Donald J. Trump, suggested, but a lot of it, including this country, as glorious as it is, also is a shithole. I say that with with love and affection. The same way I shat on that host 
uh, on those shows the other night. But the idea that my daughter, that, that, that as simple, as elegant and simple as that is, my daughter is going to grow up in the United States of America, the country in which that event with that man's knee on that man's neck as he is as he's crying out for his mother the country the united states says that is not acceptable that is that is not right and it just it made me feel better It was heavy, heavy. I, I sobbed for 90 seconds. Relief, exhilaration. For all the black people that I love, first and then second, for, fuck, at least my squad didn't fuck this up also. And maybe third, like, it'll be for an easier summer. There won't be some other jerk-off will do something terrible that will represent my squad poorly, but that one would have gone the other way. And I realize that it's not done and dusted. But if that one would have gone the other way, there's no, there's no excuse for us anymore, I don't think. 